0: Hello, church family. Today we're going to look at Acts chapter 15, uh, verse 36 to 41. Uh, this will be probably a shorter one, uh, just mainly because uh, this passage is not that long. Um, but again, to give us kind of context what's going on, chapter 15 really begins by um, the apostles having to decide and really work with other um Jewish and Gentile Christians on whether the Gentile Christians that there need to go and do circumcision. Uh, there were the Judaizers at the time that claimed that in order for you to be a true Christian, you must uh, you must do the um, Old Testament ceremonial law of circumcision. And um, and then you know they, they had this council and meeting in Jerusalem with all the apostles and particularly Paul and Barnabas who were ministering to the Gentiles they wanted to know is this something that um, they need in order to be saved and uh, and we see james and peter and others that that spoke up against it and we see how even god's providence in peter's life as well as um, james and and seeing how the gospels reached out to all of the other uh, you know the known world at the time um, and they see like god working in them and the holy spirit in them is in the same one as the jews um, so they realize that they're united not in the Ritual act of keeping the law, but by believing in the Lord and faith in Him, and uh, Paul gets basically confirmation, and he goes back and he tells the people of this letter in this church, uh, to the church in Antioch, and said that they don't need to do this ritual, uh, but the only thing that they need is to make sure that they don't um, commit certain sins or do things that might be violating the conscience of the, of the Jewish believers, and the people rejoice because of it. Which, uh, again, then leads into uh, Paul's second missionary journey, which is actually what goes on here. So I'm just going to go through this text again. And as we go through it, um, I want us to just think about this idea that the Lord is sovereign over not just how the gospel is being spread, but even the things in our life, in in, partic- in this particular text, it's, it's about division, about how even in times in the church that you may have disagreements with other people, but just because they're disagreements, and we may not understand why uh, some things are happening, why do we have some of these conflicts, we can rest in uh, the confidence of the Lord that He is gonna use that somehow. So let's look at here, um, Acts chapter, 15 verse 36. After some days, and some days is probably just in this verse means it's possible that's like um, several months after this event. It may not be immediately the next day, but at some time, some as commentators believe it's probably a few months or so. Paul said to Barnabas, Let us return and visit the brethren in every city in which we proclaim the word of God and see how they are. So he is a, you know, Paul here is encouraging Barnabas, hey, let's go back on the journey, go back to, uh, uh, to every church that we planted, all the congregation that we were ministering to, all the elders that we raised up. Let's go back and see and check in on them. And this is really a, a loving thing for him to do because he loves, he loves the saints and he wants to meet and just ch- see how the lords were working in them. Um, and uh, he, he and, you know, they thought it was great. Barnabas wanted to take John, called Mark, along with them also um but uh we know that that's not the case that, you know even though john, even the barnabas wants john to come along paul verse 38 but paul kept insisting that they should not take him along who had deserted them in pamphylia and had not gone with them to do to to the work so what is interesting about this whole ordeal was that uh you know there uh, barnabas wanted to you know invite uh John Mark uh, with them and you know John Mark is the guy that actually wrote uh, the Gospel of Mark and he, uh, didn't want to, uh, he didn't want to he didn't want to he didn't want Barnabas didn't want uh, Barnabas wanted um, John Mark to go with him but, but Paul did not and you know Barnabas and, um, and John Mark they were actually they're actually cousins in Colossians chapter 4 verse 10 this is the um, uh, my fellow prisoner sent you this his greeting, and also Barnabas' cousin Mark, about whom you receive instruction. If he comes, you welcome him. So, you know, maybe there's like, hey, uh, my cousin is actually uh, I want to take him along on this ministry journey, and uh, Paul did not want him to come because of what happened before um, in Acts chapter things like thirteen. Uh, said that oh yes, yeah, uh, chapter. Chapter thirteen, verse thirteen, it says that John, but John left them and returned to Jerusalem, uh, for whatever reason. It doesn't really, s- s- it doesn't say why, but it, uh, there was some sort of dissension, and it caused them to separate and to split. In verse thirty-nine, uh, returning verse, back from Jer- chapter thirteen, and there occurred such a sharp disagreement that they separated from one another. And Barnabas took Mark with him, and sailed away to Cyprus. So this is. Maybe the last time we see Barnabas in this book, Barnabas the son of encouragement. he wasn't able to reconcile between uh, John Mark and Paul, and it was because of that desertion you know again, it, maybe they spend a lot of time planning and there was just well there was fear on john mark's part or or did, you know he wasn't on in and on the same page with Paul, whatever it is. Um, there was some sort of division between them and this word sharp disagreement it's, it's is this, this idea it's actually a very strong word it means like violent emotions so they they were really upset with each other they couldn't figure out what was going on and um Barnabas uh, wanted uh to give uh he, he wanted to he, he wanted to he didn't want to give um Mark another chance uh he he wanted to um and just, and again it doesn't it just, there's probably stuff in the text that we can infer but we just know for a fact that they eventually Um, Eventually, they did reconcile. Uh, First Corinthians chapter nine, verse six, you know, they've restored the relationship In second Timothy chapter four, verse 11, Paul speaks of how John Mark is actually useful to him. So we know that in the end goal was that uh, they eventually did reconcile. You know, there was a season in their life that they were not able to do ministry together. At some point, they did restore the relationship. 40 but paul chose silas and left being committed by the brethren to the grace of the lord he was traveling through syria and cilia strengthening the churches so uh he you know paul basically they just went on two separate journeys uh again this will be the last time we see barnabas but not the last time we'll see him in all of scripture um and uh paul and and silas went through these places and they would eventually actually meet timothy Timothy would join them on bringing on. You know, he'll bring Timothy onto the to the ministry, and this is what I'm trying to highlight here. In that, uh, if Paul actually did not have this division in the past, whatever it was, he would not have encountered Timothy, because it is that encounter with Timothy that that was able that enabled him to to basically uh, in. in and trust, and to train young timothy so that we even have first and second timothy timothy you know would eventually be a pastor of ephesus and all these other places um, he was like the son of paul in the spiritual sense and he was used by god mightily see this is what happened was we move on a little bit chapter 16 verse 1 paul came to derby and lystra and and a disciple was there named timothy and a son of a jewish man who was a believer but his father was a greek and he was well-spoken by the brethren who were in Lystra in Iconium. So it's fascinating that even though uh, there was this, uh, uh, that at the time when Paul and John Mark split, there was no way that he would have known that God wanted him to meet with someone else for the sake of the gospel, so the gospel can advance. Now, this is a general thing for us to think about. We, there are going to be times in ministry where you will have conflict with people in the church. And you're not called to be able to, I mean, you're, you, there's just the reality that you know, our, our personalities are different, our background differences, our, our way of thinking about ministry might be different. And those things, a lot of things are just you know, philosophical ministry are not inherently sinful. They're just differences of opinion. Um, and how even God allows, in God's sovereign plan, things that people may not be able to work together, that doesn't mean necessarily that God can't use that. I think sometimes when we think about um, ministries you know, that like are separated, we have a very short view of it. We think that if, oh, if they only listen to me in this area, then things would be better. Um, or if, they, if we only did it my way, then things would be a lot better. Um, but we don't. But that's a very short-sighted view because we have to sometimes step back and see. Well, how is God using this? Even if you're the one that's being wronged, you can still step back and trust in the Lord and and not be so worked up about what it was, you know, that all the wrong that's done to you. Romans chapter 12 tells us that if possible, be at peace with all men. And uh, there will be times where it's going to be hard to do that. Now, even though there are brothers and sisters who may not agree on how we do things, that doesn't mean that we don't love them. Um, like just looking at this last year and a half with COVID, there are a lot of churches that approach things differently, and that should be okay. We, we need to trust that the Lord is going to use them a different way. Some, some churches are more open, other churches are more restrictive, and it shouldn't be our prerogative to judge those that operate differently. And that's just a big scale with churches, but even in individually in a micro sense with, with individual in our church, you have to understand that not everything has to go the way that you want, um, and that's okay, because uh, you know that if God is good and God is sovereign. He will allow even conflict to happen so that there will be some f- sort of fruition and blessing that we will never, that we may not see in this lifetime. And I think that's what, um, just looking at this passage here, short passage, this is what I want us to think about, because I know some of, uh, I know that there are people in the church that have rubbed people the wrong way. And I think that at best, you should at least try to reconcile with one another that is biblical uh, there shouldn't be any anger, there shouldn't be any hatred towards each other. There just has to be a mutual understanding and respect that hey that's that's just the way that they operate, and that's perfectly okay. I think it shows in our heart what we love the most if we're willing to if we're not willing to reconcile with one another, if we're being divisive, if we're not kind, if we're always bitter, then that means that like uh you know, we, uh, we don't understand God's grace in our life. God can use uh, mistakes or God can use different ways of doing ministry ultimately to further his gospel. So some of you might have been burned in the past. You, can, you should see this as like, uh, trust in the Lord. Don't, don't be upset about the person. but like, and trust yourself. Lord, I, uh, what is it that you want me to learn from this? Or Lord, I want your kingdom to be built. I don't want my opinion to get in the way. I don't want my personality to get in the way. You just trust the Lord, and the Lord will use all things ultimately for everyone's good. And we see that here. Paul and John Mark had this sharp disagreement. They had, it was like a heated dis- debate. But uh, they, at the end, we'd see through the rest of Scripture that they did reconcile, and we even see the blessings of that. Had, not, had they not had that disagreement, Paul would never have met Timothy in the way that he did. And without Timothy, we wouldn't have First and Second Timothy, which really is instruction on how we need to run the church. So we could praise the Lord for that, that the God, in the time, I'm sure Paul did not know, But now, in retrospect, I'm for sure in glory he sees it, and we as Christians that are reading this in the scriptures are incredibly blessed by the fact that they actually had this one conflict. Genesis chapter 50 verse 20 reminds us that when man meant for evil, God meant it for good. And that also includes people in the church. They may have done some harm or mistake in the past, and that might be bad, and I'm not justifying those things. I'm just saying that instead of looking and being obsessive about, those uh, unjust things that has been done to you. See God's goodness. Trust that he's using He's using this somehow, ultimately, for our good and the blessing of other people. Well, that's it for this uh, podcast. I know this is a little bit shorter today, but I hope that as you think about this me- passage, that, first of all, if, you ha- if there are people in your life that you haven't reconciled with, do your best to reconcile with them. Especially if there's some sort of ministry division, like, oh, you wanna do something, the other person wanna do something, and one person gets away you didn't, just, like, don't be so worked up by those things. Trust the Lord and and, and, and be perfectly at peace that, at what God is going to do. So that's the first one, just reconcile with them, and the second, trust the Lord. Don't worry, God will work all things out. I hope that this is helpful.